Anthony Davis is named Western Conference Player of the Week, and the Lakers have started out their tough road trip 2-0. Will they end this road trip above 500? There's a lot to talk about tonight here on the Laker Hand Podcast, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am back in action. The voice is back. It's not 100%, but... It's still much, much better than it was a couple of days ago. I am here with my favorite host in the entire world, who was the main host while I was gone, who, not going to lie, kind of liked running the show here, but the one, the only, Laker Dad. Dad, a lot of positives to talk about tonight. I mean, this Lakers team is playing really, really well, and big part of that is to our Western Conference Player of the Week, Mr. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Hannah, I don't think there's too many words to say about Anthony Davis that haven't been said in the last week or so. Uh, He's on a historic run right now. Uh, Western Conference Player of the Week, as you said. People are talking about him in the MVP conversation already. And uh, just, you know, really, really playing well. But I guess, you know, uh, you got to take every night as a new game, as a new opportunity. You can't take anything for granted. The Lakers certainly seem to be playing well right now. They certainly seem to have been, you know, uh, really figuring some things out. But how long do you think it's going to last, Hannah? Well, I'm not going to think about the the future. I'm going to really enjoy the present right now and the fact that the Lakers, for the first time in God, I can remember. I mean, maybe since we won the championship, but to be honest with you, they're even playing more entertaining in my in my eyes right now. I mean, they are playing really fun basketball. It's just been entertaining to watch. They look like they're having fun on both ends of the court, and I just personally love to see it. Obviously, you know, AD is playing out of this world. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about that, but LeBron has really, you know, picked up his stride, and Russell Westbrook embracing his role uh, since coming off the bench and really kind of finding his niche with the purple and gold as well. But, Dad, you know, we got to start about Anthony Davis because he is just playing out of this world this last month. You know, there was obviously that handful of games where he was going, you know, 30 and 10, and I think he did it for about five games in a row, and people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, Dad, uh, the last two games... He had 44 points and 10 rebounds in Friday's win over the Bucks, where he just completely dominated the Bucks. I mean, it was unbelievable what he did to to the Bucks, and their defense is just amazing. And the fact that AD was able to completely dominate like that was, you know, great to watch. But then, Dad, 55 points and 17 rebounds against the Washington Wizards on Sunday. That's the first Laker player since Kobe Bryant to score 40 points back-to-back games. And he's also the first player in franchise history to have 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 blocks in back-to-back games. And to have the first player to have 40 points and 10, re- and 10 rebounds in consecutive games since Shaq. I mean, those are some historic numbers for Mr. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Hannah, I mean, there's really no question about it. This is the Anthony Davis that I think everyone thought might still be in there, but we weren't sure about that. This is the Anthony Davis that everybody has wanted to see. You know, uh, they really started, they've been talking for a long time about making Anthony Davis the focus of the offense, but they're actually doing it now. They're not just talking about it, they're doing it. Everybody's sort of buying into it. You know, it really started when LeBron James, if you remember, was out injured for a few games And uh, the Lakers were winning even without him, and they were doing it because they were all getting the ball to Anthony Davis, and he was playing really well. So, uh, you know, uh, this is definitely a, 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 you know, a process and a strategy that's been working. 
But I think you're right, Han. I mean, at some point you would think defenses are going to adjust to that. And the question is, what will the Lakers do at that point? You know, we're going to answer some fan questions here in a bit. And that was one of the questions. So I kind of want to save uh, talking about that until we get to, to that person's question. Because I know there's definitely going to be some, you know, questions around that. But, you know, Dad, obviously we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You know, we're only two games in to this road trip. We got, you know, I think a few more games left. Uh, but I don't think anyone really thought we were going to definitely get that win over the Bucks, uh, And then to come out and get that really exciting win, then to completely dominate against the Wizards. You know, obviously we got a few more games left, so kind of curious to see how the Lakers close it off, if they can, you know, continue to, to play really well and hopefully go above 500. I mean, Dad, if they completely continue to play like this, they could come away with this road trip, you know, not losing a single game. Yeah, I mean, Hannah, that that's everybody's dream right now for the Lakers to come home from this road trip above 500 for the first time this season. Now, it's going to be tough. You know, as well as the Lakers are playing, they've got four tough games coming up in a row now. Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, are one of the top teams in the East right now. Then we face the Toronto Raptors. Now, I know people are saying, well, is Toronto really that great? The bottom line is for any Laker fan, you know that Toronto has dominated the Lakers the last few years. We couldn't seem to ever beat them. So, you know, I'm superstitious about that. Then we go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, not playing their best this year so far, but, you know, look at the talent on that team. And then, of course, we close out with the Detroit Pistons. Now, on paper, again, Detroit is is a weak team this year. We should be able to defeat them. We already beat them once in L.A. But, you know, it's the last game of a road trip, and sometimes that's a trap for teams. So, again, four tough games still to go. If the Lakers can win three of those four games, they'll come back above five hundred. And I'm going to remain positive and just think that they will. But we're going to have to wait and see. But most importantly... So far, this road trip has been really exciting to watch. Lakers have really picked up steam right now. Their eight of their last ten games have been wins, and I think this was the purple and gold in this team that we were really waiting to see and hoping to see, but things are really just kind of coming into fruition. Guys are really kind of getting their groove. The chemistry on the court is, you know, really starting to pick up. Guys are consistently knocking down shots. They're getting a lot of consistent scoring and play from the role players, so things are looking really good. But, Dad, you know, I want to jump in to some Laker fan questions um i asked you guys on instagram and twitter to send me in your questions i actually got quite a bit of them so i want to just try to get to as many as possible obviously not going to be able to answer all of them but i will save some questions and answer um at some other further episodes in a you know further date but let's start with this first one here this one is from at mcgee raiders i'm guessing he's a raider fan um he says like your hand do you think we are primed to make a playoff run dad i'll let you talk about this but first i'll just say i mean listen if we keep playing like this absolutely and you know a lot of people have been tweeting about it you know um Maybe the Lakers slide in there kind of towards the end, you know, that 7th, 8th spot. But then, listen, if we got a healthy LeBron, healthy AD, and Russ continues to embrace his role coming off the bench and, you know, plays really well and guys continue to consistently knock down their shots and everyone can stay healthy, then, you know, I don't know if you want to see this Lakers team in the playoff because, I mean, I think can never go against LeBron and especially Anthony Davis right now. Yeah, Hannah, I think the answer to the question is yes, but I'm going to put the brakes on this for a second. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to look ahead. I think it's a mistake to look ahead just when you think everything's great and you let your guard down and and the next thing you know, you falter a little bit. I want to take it one game at a time. We're only 25% of the way through the season. There's a long, long way to go. There's reason to be encouraged right now and to be excited, but I just refuse to look beyond the next game. That's how I feel about it. 
always uh, making me come down to reality. I tend to get a little ahead of myself and get really excited. And my dad's always kind of the, a little bit of the negative Nancy. But, you know, he is right. We don't want to get too excited or jinx anything. Uh, let's do this next one from at Laker Teach 3. Uh, we kind of touched a little bit about this. I know you're excited to, to talk a little bit about this. A lot of people are questioning. But uh, what will be the Lakers' next move when teams figure out how to slow down AD? Obviously, teams are, you know, I'm sure they're scouting right now. They're watching AD on film and they're saying, listen, we're going to double team him, triple team him, quadruple team him if we have to make someone else beat you. I mean, Dad, what do you think is the answer to how the Lakers are kind of going to navigate when obviously teams are trying to slow down AD? Well, I, first of all, I think you milk the AD thing as long as it lasts. You know, you keep going to him and going to him and going to him until somebody figures out a way to stop it. Now, what does it mean? In order to stop it, you got to put two or three guys on him, and that means other people are going to be open. And I'm optimistic at this point in time that with, you know, with uh, Anthony Davis commanding so much attention that the other guys on the roster, I'm talking, of course, about LeBron James. I'm talking about Lonnie Walker. I'm talking about Austin Reeves. I'm talking about Troy Brown, you know, maybe Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I think guys are going to have open shots, and I think they're going to knock them down. And I think that's the thing. You know, it's a long season, and we got to get everybody, you know, contributing. Right now, I know LeBron and AD are almost playing a two-man game a lot of nights, especially in the fourth quarter. But it's a long season. They're going to need everybody to play their role. And I'm hoping that when teams really collapse on AD and they really focus to shut him down, that other guys are able to step up because they're going to have some open shots. Exactly. You know, that's why, also why the Lakers have been so successful recently because guys are contributing. It's not just Anthony Davis. You know, our three superstars are, you know, really showing up every single night and, you know, they're obviously playing really well. But the Lakers, who started so cold from the perimeter, are actually now shooting 37.1% um, from three in the last 10 games. You know, Lonnie Walker's averaging uh, just under 47% from three, which is crazy. Uh, LeBron's averaging just under uh, 47% from three. Um, Austin Reed as well, just under 47%. Anthony Davis is at 45%. Way and Gabriel obviously doesn't take too many threes, but he's at a 44.4%. And Troy Brown Jr., 42%. So guys are uh, they're really knocking down their threes. So listen, fine, double team, triple team AD because he's going to pass the ball and he's going to get it to one of our guys who's so far been uh, knocking down shots as of late. So things are, uh, you know, a lot of different guys can contribute right now. So let's go to in the next one. Let's do, how about this one from at Angel Yuri's to seven. How far do you think we can go with no trades done, but AD consistently playing like this MVP caliber and Braun and Russ being their usual great selves for the rest of the season? Listen, Lakers stay healthy and we keep playing at this high of a level. I mean, I know people keep saying I'm crazy, but I think the Lakers are the best team in basketball right now. I mean, the way we are playing, if we could just continue to play like this, I think honestly the sky's the limit. Yeah, Hannah, I, I think everybody's been talking about trades forever. I'm exhausted talking about it, thinking about it. I don't actually think the Lakers are going to make any big trades at this point in time. You know, December 15 is the key date. That's when everybody in the roster becomes, becomes trade eligible, uh, including the guys that signed over the summer. I don't think Russell Westbrook is going anyplace at this point in time. You know, I think he's part of the formula here. And I think he's playing all right, and I, I just don't see them moving him. Uh, you know, the, there's some fringe players. I don't know what you can get for him. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn did not play at all the other night. He's kind of fallen out of the rotation. Um, Patrick Beverly, I mean, I know the coach seems obsessed with playing him. 
I don't see that he adds very much to the the equation at all. I really don't. You know, so Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly are the guys they're, you know, thinking of moving. Now, those two guys do make some money between them. I mean, they make close to $20 million. So in theory, if you can get somebody who's willing to take them back, they're both on expiring contracts, you know, you might be able to get a a decent player for them. If they're going to make a trade, that's what I think. But I don't think there's as much urgency to trade today as there was, say, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. And there were a lot of questions here um, asking in particular about trades. You know, do we think we're going to make a trade? Uh, This person's asking, you know, would we like them to make, you know, a big blockbuster trade? Um, Or would you prefer to trade Westbrook for smaller players and solid players? I mean, a lot of you just want to know about trades. Personally, right now, especially the way we're playing, I think we're just going to continue to just go with this team and keep this team. Now, obviously, if things start to kind of, you know, fade, I can never, you know, necessarily guarantee it. But personally, right now, I think we should just kind of keep things the way they are. I don't necessarily, you know, want to make a trade. Yeah, I mean, the other two guys who really aren't playing at all are Damian Jones and Juan Toscana-Anderson. Uh, you know, so we've got a few guys, you know, who are, who are not really playing very much. I mean, the Lakers could package them. I don't think they're going to get a lot for these guys, but they might get something of value. But again, I don't think there's the same urgency to make a big trade as there was, you know, a month or so ago. And I don't think Russell Westbrook is going anywhere during the season. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. All right, let's pick a couple more here. Um, let's do this one from at LakerDs82. Will LeBron and the rest of the Lakers continue to keep Anthony Davis the focal point of the offense? And secondly, is Lonnie Walker the fourth the most exciting guard on the Lakers since Shannon Brown? Dad, I mean, I think we got to keep Anthony Davis the focal point of the offense. We've said it, you know, since the second the Lakers got him, the Lakers are only going to go so far as AD is going to take him. And the problem has been uh, with this team is the fact that Anthony Davis has never been the focal point of the offense. It's always been LeBron James. But we know, and it's been proven, and we've seen it, you know, the last few weeks or so, the Lakers are their best when Anthony Davis is their primary source of offense. So, Dad, what do you think about that? And also, do you think Lonnie Walker the Fourth is the most exciting guard since Shannon Brown? Well, uh, I, I think the Lakers are going to continue to focus on Anthony Davis and make him the focal point of everything they try to do offensively for as long as it continues to work. At some point, again, teams are going to start putting two and three players on him routinely, and then it's going to be up to the other guys to knock it down. But I think they're going to go to AD as much and as often as they can until other teams figure out how to shut them down. As to Lonnie Walker Jr. being the next Shannon Brown or exciting like Shannon Brown, I, I don't know. The Lakers have had exciting players over the years. Uh, frankly, I thought Malik Monk was an exciting guy last year. But I will say, I think Lonnie, Anders- uh, Lonnie Anderson, <laughs> um, I, I think Lonnie Walker has been really good this year, a surprise. I think he's playing very solid basketball. And I might say on both sides of the court, that somewhat distinguishes him from Malik Monk, who was a really good offensive player and a real high flyer, but really didn't contribute to anything on defense. Lonnie Walker does play good defense. So Lakers are very, very lucky to have him. Really worked out well you know people are already trying to pray that the Lakers find a way you know to sign him and extend him at the end of the year it might be tough but for right now he's on the Lakers he's a Laker and he's playing really well and we're glad he's here 
We all know you like Austin Reeves better than uh, than Lonnie Walker anyway. But okay, I like I like, Lonnie, I like Lonnie Walker. I like all these guys. I like Troy Brown too. I like all these guys. No, me too. I mean, I'm loving everyone so far. As long as we keep uh, winning and guys are knocking down their shots, I'm I'm cool with everyone right now. But um, let's end it. A lot of questions here, of course, asking what we think their uh, their road trip record is going to be. Are they going to go above 500? Are they going to go, um, you know, six and zero? What we think. So, Dad, let's do a, a little prediction here. I think I think we're going to I don't even want to say I think we're going to lose at least one of these games. So, I mean, I'm going to go I'm going to go 5 and 1. <sighs> Hannah, I think statistically the likelihood is they're going to go 4 and 2. That said, I'm going to be an optimist. I'm going to be an optimist. You're going to be an optimist? What? I, I am and I'm going to say, you know, my my brain tells me 4 and 2, but my heart wants to believe 5 and 1. Alrighty, like your fam, there you have it. Like your dad and I both agree. This is very impressive. My dad is never optimistic that the Lakers are gonna go five and one on this road trip. But I want to hear from you. I'm curious, what do you guys think the Lakers' uh, road trip record is gonna be when they come home? And then, Dad, when they come home, by the way, they play the Boston Celtics. That's gonna be a great game. I may need to go to that one because that's always really, really fun. I think my favorite game last season was uh, when the Lakers played the Celtics. It's always a really fun, obviously, rivalry between those two championship teams. Yeah. But, Lake fam, I think that is uh, going to be it for this podcast. If I did not get to your question, I'm sorry. Gonna save some of these, but feel free to always send me some questions because I want to answer at least now one question at the end of every podcast. So, you can tweet me. My Twitter's at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can also always message me on Instagram my Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, lick your hand and lick your dad out. Bye, everyone.